you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Explained is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to NFL Explained, a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. America's most reliable network is going ultra with Verizon 5G ultra wideband in more and more places. With up to 10 times faster speeds, you can download a movie in mere minutes. What? Yes. Verizon is going ultra, so you can too. 5G ultra wideband available in select areas, most reliable based on rankings from the Root Metrics U.S. Root Score Report dated first half 2021. Excluding C-band and not specific to 5G networks, your results may vary. Not an endorsement. Speed comparison to median Verizon 4G LTE speeds downloads vary based on network conditions and 5G content optimization. Upwork is the world's work marketplace. Empower your business and hire the world's most in-demand developers, designers, project managers, and more at www.upwork.com. So Mike White with a 405-yard performance, the second quarterback since 1950 to throw for 400 or more yards in his first career start. And the Jets are going to win as improbable a game as I think we've ever called. That was backup quarterback Mike White of the New York Jets two weekends ago with the game winner over the then AFC leading Cincinnati Bengals. He even caught the two point conversion to go up three. It was truly a backup quarterback performance to remember, Mike. Wild. I'm a Didi Kinkabala, as always, here with my buddy Mike Yam. And Mike, come on now. I, look, my phone was blowing up. You know, I grew up in the Northeast. I have plenty of family members that are Jets fans that are all of a sudden going, Mike White, is he our guy? A performance that I don't think anyone is going to forget. And Aditi, one particular person, I don't know if you saw this story, someone won $124,000 betting 1000 on Mike White to lead the league in passing in week number eight. The odds, 125 to one. Just insane. Was it his dad? Uh, you know what? I actually don't know if it was his dad, but certainly <laughs> wouldn't surprise me the confidence that a family member would have in Mike White to lead the charge. It really was a spectacular performance. And Mike, that takes us to this week's episode of NFL Explained, where we're talking about what else but backup quarterbacks. Week 8, 2021 was absolutely the week of the backup quarterback. Mike White of the Jets, Cooper Rush of the Cowboys, and Geno Smith of the Seahawks all got the starts and led their teams to victories. 
And Trevor Simeon and P.J. Walker, they came in Aditi when Jameis Winston and Sam Darnold left their games with injuries, and they got wins too. Unfortunately, this past weekend, week nine, not exactly fortuitous for backup quarterbacks, but it was still intriguing. Simeon, he lost a close one to the Falcons. Jordan Love, my God, we've been waiting on this one. He just couldn't get it done against the Chiefs filling in for Aaron Rodgers, but Jacoby Brissett, he got the W for the Dolphins against the Texans. It wasn't necessarily a memorable performance, though. Then there's my guy, Mike White. He gets to start for the Jets again, and it was looking good, but gets injured at the end of that first quarter, and his backup, so the backup to the backup, Josh Johnson, he comes in. And it's notable because Johnson's been under contract with, get this, 13 NFL teams plus stints with three teams in the UFL, the AAF, and the XFL. The Jets, they lost to the Colts. But Johnson, how about this, man? He sets a career high with more than 300 passing yards and three touchdowns. Now, the backup's lone star, and I say that because he's from Texas and he played for the Longhorns. See what I did there? That was the Cardinals' Colt McCoy who got the surprising start when Kyler Murray couldn't go, and he actually took down the Niners. I mean, backup quarterback, ridiculously important position, wouldn't you say? So it got us thinking, Aditi, right? Like, what can we actually explain on this podcast about the backup quarterback position? Because it does feel relatively obvious. The backup quarterback is the guy that just goes in when the starting quarterback can't get some run, right? No, 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 Mike. Backup quarterback might be one of the single most difficult positions on an NFL team. He's not just the most popular guy in town when the starting quarterback is not playing well. Although the backup quarterback is often the most popular guy in town when the starting quarterback is not playing well. Ignorance is bliss, I think is a good way of saying it. You don't know what you don't know is always what's really popular on talk radio. And it doesn't matter where you live or what city some of the fan bases are. Everyone loves the backup until sometimes the backup has to play. But Aditi, not always the case, because you're right. This thing is nuanced here. It's the obvious portion of it, which is what I just stated before. Backup quarterback, you go in when the starting quarterback can't. But take me through this and some of the conversations you've had with some other backup quarterbacks and why it is such a difficult job. Well, I'm going to start with a story. And I feel terrible for our listeners that I'm constantly pulling Steelers stories. But the truth of the matter is, is that the Steelers organization has been one of the most successful organizations in the NFL over the course of the last few decades. And I have spent the last 10 years of my life living in Pittsburgh. And so there's a lot of familiarity there. Let's go back to 2015, Mike. I'm covering a game in Pittsburgh. Ben Roethlisberger has been hurt all week. And so his backup, Landry Jones, was prepared to be the starter against the Cleveland Browns. Landry Jones goes in to start against the Cleveland Browns. And a few plays in, I don't even know if it was five plays, Mike, he hurts himself. He comes out and guess who goes in? Ben Roethlisberger, who was the backup that day for whatever reason, Roethlisberger goes in, he throws for three touchdowns, 370-something yards. It's a tremendous, epic performance. Everyone says, wow, Ben doesn't need to practice. He doesn't have to do anything. And what he does as soon as he gets out of the stadium is call Charlie Batch. Charlie Batch, who was the veteran quarterback, who was his backup for seven years or so in Pittsburgh. And as Charlie tells it to me, Ben says to him, I couldn't even text this to you kudos to you. How did you possibly do this every single week? And the reason is the backup quarterback doesn't get reps with the first team. The 
backup quarterback doesn't get reps running the plays that are in the script or in the playbook or on the call sheet for that particular week. The backup quarterback often has to run scout team, which is running plays of the opposing team. But guess what, Mike? The backup quarterback better be prepared if his number is called at some point on Sunday, which is what we saw with several of these players. And so the preparation piece, I actually, I talked about this with Bruce Gradkowski, who was a starter as a rookie with the Raiders and then spent much of his career, very long NFL career as well, spent a lot of his career as a backup in a variety of different ways, which we'll get into. Bruce said it was so much harder to prepare as the backup quarterback than it was to prepare as the starter. Wow. Which I think in some ways, it's like preparing for this massive test every single week. I mean, we heard Kurt Warner tell us a little bit on a previous episodes, the work week for him and the amount of studying that was taking place. The advantage Kurt had was he knew he was going to be out there. And yet for backup quarterbacks, that's not always the case. I would imagine, Aditi, the relationship between starter and backup so significant in terms of the preparation, but also this competitiveness. Most guys want to be able to compete and go out there and play. But I think that dynamic sometimes is lost when we talk about those relationships. That situation, Mike, is so different depending on the circumstances of being the backup. So let's go back to my friend Bruce Gradkowski. When he was in Cincinnati, he competed with Andy Dalton. So he was there to see who the starter was. A few years later, he's in Pittsburgh. And as he put it, he knew there was no competing with Ben Roethlisberger. If Ben Roethlisberger went out one Sunday and threw 10 interceptions, it didn't matter. Bruce was not going to be the starter. And so the role is very different. I actually asked Bruce about that piece of it, though. When you are the quarterback, you are used to being the man, the person in charge. You run the show. Do the majority of backup quarterbacks still sort of feel that they can do it? Is there a competitive piece to that? And... What Bruce said is the most important thing is that you recognize in this league, your opportunity is going to come. So you just stay ready. But the worst thing you can be is to be a backstabber. So you obviously have to help your teammate in whatever way you can. And I'll use Bruce as an example. If you're helping a young guy like Andy Dalton who's a rookie, who's never done it in the league, then maybe Bruce is kind of showing him the way a little bit. Maybe he's showing him how you organize offensive meetings, what you do, and then stepping back and letting Andy run those meetings. If you're the backup to Ben Roethlisberger, well, then you're just, when he comes off on the sideline and he wants to talk about, hey, what was that cover two shell right there? You need to be able to tell him what you saw from the sideline and help diagnose it. And I've had many a starting quarterback tell me that there is nobody that can relate to exactly what is happening on the field except for his backup quarterback. Yeah, it makes sense. And I think those relationships are so meaningful. But to your point, they're really different, I think, depending on the team and that dynamic. I remember Jake Plummer telling me the story when he was in Denver and Danny Cannell was his backup quarterback. Not only were they close friends, which, according to Jake, is not always how it is. You know, you can spend a lot of time with some people inside, you know, a quarterback room. It doesn't necessarily mean it's all kumbaya once you go and leave there. But he said it was never like he was worried that Danny was trying to gun for his job. Danny was doing all the things that could help him succeed on the football field, which I think is what you're speaking about. But then there's other dynamics in play. And I'm actually thinking back, and I think a lot of people who are sports fans, maybe they watch inside the NBA and they see Kenny Smith out there. I remember Kenny telling me one time when he was playing for the Rockets, you know, you don't want to leave a game. And all of a sudden your backup comes in and you sit there and you go, well, 
do I want him to do well? He's like, there's like this really weird dynamic in the back of your mind that says like, hey, am I am I going to go and lose my job? That next man up sort of mentality. And I think that's what's interesting here at play. To your point, some guys embrace that role, Aditi, and other people, when it's a quarterback competition, for example, I would imagine that backup is sitting there going, when am I going to get my chance? As opposed to the situation Plummer and Danny was in, which is, hey, no, 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 this is Jake's job. I'm not trying to compete to try to, you know, basically become that starter. So once again, interesting dynamics inside that locker room. But that's one of those things that's so heartwarming, right, Mike? Like, think about the image of Cooper Rush winning, going down in the bowels of the stadium, and Dak Prescott on basically one leg hopping and trying to chase him down to hug him, and Dak being so excited. Aditi, I actually think it's a really good point when it comes to Dak. He's confident in that role. Is Zach Wilson confident after what he saw Mike White do? I think that's a bigger question that we'll get some answers on a little bit down the road. But one really quick thing, Mike, let's not forget that when it comes to quarterbacks, pedigree and especially draft pedigree can make a difference. A team is going to have a lot more patience for a first round pick like Jay Cutler. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Who doesn't necessarily have a monster rookie year or a Peyton Manning who didn't have a monster rookie year than it is for perhaps a sixth round selection. No doubt. 
Unless that six-round selection is Tom Brady. Yeah. Getting drafted number two overall, like the Jets took Zach Wilson, that might change that conversation. But the patience meter, not always a long leash when you consider the conversation circling Miami with Tua, who clearly after the trade deadline is still going to be a member of that Miami Dolphins team. But just something that is looming. You're right. Where you're drafted certainly plays a factor. But coming up here, Aditi, I think Chase Daniel actually has the best job in the NFL, arguably in all of sports. Trust me, I'm going to make the case in the words of my man Diddy. I wish I could really say he's my guy. I'm just a fan. It's all about the Benjamins. That's coming up next, NFL Explorer. America's most reliable network is going ultra with Verizon 5G ultra wideband in more and more places so you can do more. With up to 10 times faster speeds, you can download a movie in mere minutes. What? Yes. That's faster than your morning coffee run. Lights, camera, coffee. And while you're at it, go on and download a whole series in minutes or a new song in seconds. A one, a two, a one, two, oh, it's done? Stock up on all that entertainment and sure, you can download work files faster too if you have to. So you can quickly get back to all these great movies, shows, and songs you've just gotten your hands on. Verizon 5G Ultra Wideband is now in more and more places. Verizon is going ultra, so you can too. 5G ultra wideband available in select areas, most reliable based on rankings from the Root Metrics US Root Score Report dated first half 2021. Excluding C band and not specific to 5G networks, your results may vary. Not an endorsement. Speed comparison to median Verizon 4G LTE speeds. Downloads vary based on network conditions and 5G content optimization. Build the team that will build your business. With Upwork, you can find top developers, designers, project managers, and more who can start today so your business can succeed tomorrow. Hire at home or in 180 countries around the world to find the right talent for whatever your business needs. Upwork, the world's work marketplace. Learn more at www.upwork.com. Back here on the NFL Explained Podcast, Mike Yam and Aditi Kinkawala with you. Let's not forget, Aditi, you know, we got the holiday season around the corner. You and I have been going back and forth on this mailbag episode. I know we've gotten some questions on social media. Do encourage some people to continue to fire off some questions that you'd like us to answer at Mike underscore Yam at a Kinkawala. And you can always use the hashtag NFL explained. But Aditi, I said that I thought Chase Daniel was the guy that had the best job in all of sports. And this is a guy that hasn't necessarily made a ton of headlines, but as a backup quarterback, I'm going to make the argument for you here. This is a guy that's in his 12th season and on his 16th. He's actually been able to win a Super Bowl as a backup to Drew Brees when he was with the Saints. Then he played for the Chiefs, the Eagles, the Bears, the Lions. And now he's backing up Justin Herbert in Los Angeles. And Aditi, going back to what we talked about earlier in the show, Herbert's the guy and he knows it. So that relationship, you would imagine it's pretty good because everyone's got a defined role. But really what makes the case for him to be the guy that's got the best job in my mind, six teams, only five career starts. So a little less abuse on that body. He's played in 69 games, but he's never been a team starter on day number one. 12 years in the league, Aditi, and this is where it gets good. $40 million dollars in total earnings. Our research team, they're so fantastic. How about this? $153,000 per pass attempt. That to me is as wild as the numbers get. So for me, when I look at the average salary for backup quarterback at 2.2 million, I'm kind of wishing I hit the gym a little bit harder and I don't know, maybe give myself an opportunity to be a backup quarterback, Aditi. Mike, I would never be satisfied <laughs> being a backup. I would never be satisfied being number two. 
And yes, that is a very, very impressive career, a testament to his ability to stick around and the fact that people wanted him to stay. I mean, you think about how many coaches try, how many GMs try to bring in a young quarterback who would be cheaper, who could be a shiny new toy, who could potentially one day be the next guy And yet Chase Daniel keeps beating those guys out valued for his ability to digest and read and help share the playbook, help support his starting quarterback on game day and during the week and the value in that. Yes, yes, yes. Again, give credit where credit is due, but I wouldn't want to be anybody's backup. I'm the one that would want to win the Super Bowl myself, Mike. 153K per pass attempt. That's all I'm going to say. Like, I get it. I know where you're coming from. 153K per pass attempt. But, you know, you do. But you bring up a really good point, Mike, when you talk about the nature and demeanor that is necessary to be a longtime backup in the league. And this actually takes me to a story that we'll go back to Charlie Batch. Frank Reich is the current head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Frank Reich was a quarterback in the NFL for a long time. When Charlie Batch was a rookie in the NFL, who was his backup? It was Frank Reich. And Frank Reich had come from Buffalo, where he and Jim Kelly used to game plan together and take that to the coaches. So Frank comes in. He's Charlie's backup. Their quarterback coach at the time in Detroit is Jim Zorn. And... Frank and Charlie are game planning together. And Charlie told me that he learned how to be a backup quarterback, how to be an unbelievably vital member of the 53-man roster, even if you never got on the field from Frank Reich, which leads to another point, right? And that is quarterbacks, backup quarterbacks who win. Super Bowls. To me, like that's always kind of the end game. By the way, just one other point that you just made on Frank Reich. He's got an opportunity once again, and look, we're seeing it right now in Indianapolis, but you can also win championships as a coach and seeing things differently. So how about this? I'll be the backup quarterback. Give me 153K per pass attempt. I'll go into coaching. Everything that I've learned as a backup, I take it into the coaching profession, win a Super Bowl that way, backdoored my way into a championship at Didi. I like it. All right, whatever you say. Let's go back (laughs) to backup quarterbacks who had unbelievably successful stints in their backup roles when called upon, which speaks to their excellence as backups. And since we were talking about Frank Reich and we talked about the Buffalo Bills and the Jim Kelly, how about we go back to the 1993 season? And that's when Jim Kelly got hurt in a wildcard playoff game against the Houston Oilers. And guess who came in? Frank Reich. And do you know the hole that Frank Reich faced? 35 to 3. And do you know what quarter, Mike? The third quarter. And do you know what Frank Reich led his Buffalo Bills to do? Score 28 unanswered points. They won the game. Frank finished 21 of 34, 299 yards, four touchdowns. One of the all-time epic, epic backup quarterback performances in the playoffs, which speaks to his preparation, his ability to be a gamer, and the fact that he wasn't like you, Mike Yam, sufficiently satisfied to just be a backup and collect a paycheck. To be clear... 
<laughs> I didn't say I'd be satisfied. I said I would go and do it for the 153 per pass attempt and the $40 million career earnings. But look, Frank's not the only guy that has been able to accomplish that. There's plenty of other backups uh, recently. And you go back even a little bit further back in history, as you made reference to Frank Reich. But Nick Foles is certainly a guy that I think is an obvious one. Speaking of Frank Reich, Carson Wentz, the whole thing, it all comes full circle. But he took over in week 14. And we know what Foles was able to do. Tom Brady and Drew Bledsoe, you go uh, way back in the day, uh, winning a Super Bowl and, and handling business and the rest is sort of history from a Brady front. Yeah, but that's totally different. Come on. Tom Brady took over for Drew Bledsoe week three of the season. Nick Foles week took two, over actually. week 14. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I mean, look, you're the starter day one or you're not. I just mean Brady was the starter. Brady was the starter in week three. Yes, he went into the game week two, but it was week three that Brady started for the first time. He had a whole season to build a rapport and a chemistry with his teammates sure. to get to those playoffs. Nick Foles doesn't take over until Carson Wentz gets hurt in week 14. Nick Foles finishes the season two and one, and then they go on that amazing Super Bowl run. I mean, and he was the first backup quarterback to become a Super Bowl MVP since Tom Brady, who I think really wasn't kind of a backup because if you started starting week three, are you really a backup at that point? I mean, I guess technically, but not really. Yeah. You are the one to find the silver lining, I guess, and and the, the judgment on, on Brady. And I'm just saying it's a little bit overstated right here. Just yeah. like when we talk about Tom Brady's lack of athleticism. I mean, come on. Tom Brady was drafted to be a Major League Baseball catcher, and the Montreal Expos were willing to pay him like a second or third round pick and thought he was going to be a Hall of Fame catcher. So I am tired of hearing about how Brady's not an athlete and just a product of his work. The man is an athlete. So similarly, let's not overstate that Tom Brady won the Super Bowl as a backup because that was his team. To be fair, that's not the narrative I've ever uh, <laughs> thrown out there in terms of Tom Brady. Any can other, you tell I feel strongly about uh, this? You I can feel tell. You can tell this. you're fired up. Any other backups in your mind that, that certainly resonate for you that have been able to have success in the Super Bowl? Well, you know, Brett Favre was a backup. Kurt Warner, he sure. only started that first Super Bowl year in St. Louis because the starter got hurt in the preseason. Doug Williams is sort of the craziest story ever. I mean, in 1987, he started two games. He lost both of those games. And then it was suddenly decided that he would be the starter in the playoffs. And what did he do? Lead the Washington football team to a Super Bowl championship over John Elway and the Broncos? I mean, it sort of begs the question, if you throw for 340 yards in the Super Bowl and you're the Super Bowl MVP, why weren't you starting all year? So there's something to be said for that. But there are examples and Super Bowl is obviously the extreme one. But there are examples, Aditi, of some quarterbacks who, when they get that opportunity to start, are able to capitalize down the road as a starter for another team. One that comes to my mind, the Packers, obviously, with Matt Flynn. Remember, he got an opportunity back in 2010, Aaron Rodgers dealing with some issues and, and Flynn comes in. Then he scores a match of contract from the Seahawks where he was getting 26 million guaranteed. So to me, like there's those examples where guys were able yeah, to and use that, that as a tryout. Out. How'd that pan out? Uh, not great. All I'm Maybe saying is you, get you an shouldn't give a contract based on one game. You know? <laughs> I mean, it was a hell of a game. 480 passing yards, six touchdowns, agreed. But maybe you need a bigger body of work before you hand out a big fat contract like that. Yeah, but these backups who get that opportunity, like this is what they're living for, right? That preparation, you get a chance, you exceed the expectation level, and you're kind of hoping that you get an opportunity to get it done somewhere else. And Mike, really, officially, there are seven quarterbacks who did not start week one, but ultimately led their team to the Super Bowl and won 
on the final week of the season. We talked about Nick Foles. We talked and argued a little bit about Tom Brady. There was Trent Dilfer, who took over for Tony Banks about a quarter of the way into the season and then won Super Bowl 35 for the Ravens. Remember that tremendous defense they had. Of course, there was Doug Williams. Then you and I as Giants fans should remember this one. Jeff Hostetler won Super Bowl 25, and he took over with just five games left in the season for Phil Simms. There was Jim Plunkett, who won Super Bowl 15. He took over the fifth game of the season. Earl Morrill, who took over for Bob Greasy fairly early in the season, uh, about five games in, six games in. He won all 11 of those games and started all the way through the AFC Championship game I do need to say he led the Dolphins to a perfect 17-0 season. He didn't actually get the start in the Super Bowl, though. So he started a big chunk of the season. He got them there. He didn't start in that game, but I feel like we can give him an asterisk sort of credit right there. And then, of course, you can't forget about Roger Staubach, right? Because he won Super Bowl six. He started week eight, and the Cowboys won 10 straight games with him at the helm. An elite class. But it shows you too, Mike, how important it is to spend at least some money on your backup quarterback. But again, this all goes back to when you think about your preparation as a backup quarterback, you have to fill so many different roles, right? If you're the backup to a young guy, you're a mentor, you're a coach, you're a teacher. If you're the backup to an older guy, you might be a therapist in some ways. You know, you're kind of a personal assistant or an assistant to the offensive coordinator with what you see and what you can possibly share. At all times, you're a guy that has a ton on your plate because you need to make sure you're helping who you need to help, that you're learning that week's offense, that you're running the scout team on many occasions, unless, you know, your team has a third quarterback. And you have to be ready even without the physical preparation. I mean, I'll tell you, every practice that I'm at, the only time that I ever see the backup quarterback really take reps with the ones is in like run game stuff, you know, and handing the Hand ball off. off is not the same as practicing throwing to your first string wide receivers. No, I'm with you. And I think you've painted a great picture with some of your conversations with backup quarterbacks. I think we can leave everyone with this idea. And I think it's a great quote and it puts into full context with some backups are dealing with Chris Wanky, who was an NFL backup for a long period of time. I think he put it best. He said, you've been sitting around all day and now you're running with the bulls. You're running for your life and you have to process all of this information. You know, you haven't even had physical reps with the first team. This is a violent sport, Aditi. It can be dangerous for some of those guys out there who maybe aren't necessarily prepared. But Aditi, it has been awesome going through some of the nuance that comes with the backup quarterback position. If you got a favorite backup quarterback, we'd love to hear from you on social media at Mike underscore Yam at a Kinkabala. Use that hashtag NFL explain. And if you have a question, just fire it our way. It could come up in a later episode of the NFL explain podcast. Aditi, Great job today. Well, it was a lot of fun. All right, Mike Yam, that is Backup Quarterbacks Explained. America's most reliable network is going ultra with Verizon 5G ultra wideband in more and more places. With up to 10 times faster speeds, you can download a movie in mere minutes. What? Yes, Verizon is going ultra, so you can too. 5G ultra wideband available in select areas, most reliable based on rankings from the Root Metrics U.S. Root Score Report dated first half 2021. Excluding C-band and not specific to 5G networks, your results may vary. Not an endorsement. Speed comparison to median Verizon 4G LTE speeds downloads vary based on network conditions and 5G content optimization.
Brought to you by Upwork, where you can build the team that will build your business. Learn more at Upwork.com. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.